Welcome to Rotten Radio. Rotten Radio is a monthly podcast we bring you the first Wednesday of the month with the Rutten Brothers. Father Paul Rutten, pastor of St. Mary Church in Sioux Falls. Father John Rutten, pastor of St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg. And Joe Rutten, professor and director of the Benedictine Institute for Leadership, Ethics, and Social Justice at Mount Marty College. Let's join them now for a little faith, family, and plenty of fun. Good morning, Rockstars! This is Joe Rutten from Rutten Radio, coming at you from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, on the Real Presence Network. And I'm joined by my brothers, Rutten. I'm Father John. I'm Father Paul. And we are Rutten Rutten Radio. I'm your host, and I'm joined today, as always, by Father Paul Rutten. Pastor of St. Mary's Church in Sioux Falls. And Father John Rutten. Pastor of St. John Paul II in Harrisburg, South Dakota. How we doing, brothers? Great. Wonderful. The uh, one-word description of your day, great and wonderful. I would say mine's like... um, there. There. I want to take mine back. Oh, oh, you do? Yeah, I didn't quite realize that the word I was going to say had to describe my whole day. <laughs> well, you get one word, I guess. I didn't... What would you choose for your one word? Profound. Profound. <laughs> That's profound. Merciful. Father Paul's merciful. You look I, happy. <laughs> I'm well, like, baby. Mercy three brings hours joy. of confession so far. Oh. And I've got another... Can Three hours to go. Oh, it's <laughs> so the, uh, we have to, uh, it, so, you should be smiling then. Yeah, no. Yeah. So it's been a day yeah. of confessions. We had first confessions at the parish, oh, and someone came the out. Best. They're the best. Yeah. And I guess someone came out of one of the confessions. And he says, "That was fun." <laughs> <laughs> and we know awesome. we're in the parish office, so it's small and it's not really you know starting a new parish. You just gotta do with what you can. So every all the parents, all the kids, and I thought, wow, what a what a witness. Yeah, that you know you can't plan that. I think I can like put them all at ease and don't be anxious. In the end, this kid coming out of the confession, just saying what was in his heart, like did more for right, it, you know? Right, so right. yeah, you're well, smiling because you're merciful. Right. Yes. And mercy brings joy. So we've got a big news flash. All right. <laughs> big news from Rutten Radio to all of our listeners <laughs> as of the start of the new year, January 1st, 2020. Rutten Radio is going network-wide. Brothers, brothers, brothers. And you thought we had arrived. (laughs) You thought we had arrived when we got our own radio show carried across the Real Presence Network in eastern South Dakota. Then we found out that they put a rotten radio show listing on the RPR archive right in between Bishop Barron's program and Father Mike Schmidt's program. And you thought we'd arrived then, didn't you? Little would you have imagined, but now, <laughs> this month, in the year 2020, <laughs> let it be recorded <laughs> that Rutten Radio is now being carried across the entire RPR network. <laughs> Father John, where is it? Across the region, how many states, how many people, who is it that is now listening to Rutten Radio? Or were. 
I'm sort of disappointed because I thought you were going to talk about how we've grown like gremlins <laughs> or multiplied like loaves. <laughs> oh, I had all kinds of catchy little yeah, things. I thought those that were great. Of, I wanted to well, grow I'm like a, gremlins. You know, I'm, I'm being humbled. I'm yeah. off my game a little yeah. bit here. Right. But yeah, no, we're, no we're, we're, what a beautiful gift. First of all, for all of you out there that are listening to Rutten Radio for the first time, welcome to our family. And uh, we all have particularities about us, so buckle up. It's a beautiful (laughs) journey, uh, but uh, and really welcome to our friendship. That's what this show is about. So you guys uh, were grateful to have you on, and we are really grateful. This our intention is not to like grow, uh, but Christ does what He wants with those who follow Him, and so we're growing. Uh, What a beautiful thing! And so now, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota. Wisconsin, Wyoming, and beyond. Welcome to Rutten Radio. To the new audience here listening across the Northern Great Plains region, you can tune in on the first Wednesday of the month at 7 a.m. Central and listen to us banter back and forth and tell stories and share each other's lives with one another and do our best to impart what little wisdom we might have gathered over the course of our days. Um to the listeners out there, old and new, you can follow us uh, on the radio, on your smartphone device. You know, I, I just found out this past month how the growing uh, means of communication on smartphones, uh, Catholic radio, Real Presence, sure. really, it's a growing thing. If you don't have the app, Real Presence radio app, get that on your phone. You can listen to it anywhere you are. And actually, we were already global before we went regional. Right. Because so, we, uh, we were on the app. Yeah, we were on the yes. app. Yeah. So, so you just... Uh, and really, the we we love all our listeners out there. You can interact with us on Facebook, right? We have yep. a Rutten Radio Facebook app. Like the Facebook page Rutten Radio, and you can you can respond and, and communicate with us uh, through that medium. So that'd be fantastic. We love uh, hearing from you <laughs> and and uh, responding to some of your insights, questions, and comments that you might have. So check us out and uh, hit us up. So with that, gentlemen, let the festivities begin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pumped up. Can you tell? Yeah. As always. If you're listening to this show and you sort of wonder about the man leading the show, (laughs) don't worry. We do too. (laughs) But I can't deny that every time, I can't deny that I'm changing because all of a sudden now I'm like... Good morning, <laughs> Are you I'm getting like, pumped up, too? Where did this come from? Why am I acting like this? Uh, oh, yeah, my brother's having happens. an influence on us. It which happens. really, I think, is the beautiful gift of what people uh, get to encounter here at Rutten Radio is we believe that people have an influence on each other and right. that the best way to live out a human life is to allow the things that you meet to influence you. It doesn't mean you let all bad things influence you, but it means you take everything that's happening as a sign that this is something of God. And what do you find out? Christ is the one that is influencing us. And so we just share the way in which life and Christ influence us. Right. And that's and at the heart of Rutten Radio. So three hooligans doing that is uh, in fun and festivity. So pull up your boots, button up your shirts, cinch up your ties, and fellas, in your case, <laughs> maybe you can <laughs> maybe you can lint roll your clerics. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was like, what do we do? What do the priests do? Oh, they don't have ties. They, don't have, no. they can lint roll their blood. <laughs> no. uh, so anyways, well, here we are. Who wants to kick it off and kind of introduce yourselves and 
share a little bit about who you are as uh, one of the three heads of the monster that is Rutten Radio. I'll go first since uh, I'm the oldest of us. Father Paul Rutten, I am the youngest of the oldest, the oldest of the youngest, and the middle son. So you'll figure that out one day. Uh, when you're from a family of nine and the families are broken up, you discover that you fit in multiple categories. Currently, I am oh, the pastor no, no, no. of oldest, youngest of the oldest. <laughs> no, I was doing the same thing. I'm, this is the first time I've ever what? heard you say youngest this. Of I've never heard yeah, so, the oldest. So there's so, nine of us. Right. So we had the first six. Right. And then mom learned natural family planning. <laughs> and then we had a large gap. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was the youngest for four years. Like I was it. And then they went along and had some more children. They had three more children. And then we had two tables that we ate at. And who was the oldest kid at the little table? Me. Paul. So I'm the oldest of the youngest mm-hmm. as well. And I have two older brothers and two younger brothers. So Therefore, I'm the middle boy. The middle. I have never seen Life in the Ruttons from your shoes. Yeah. So well. I always think of... <laughs> The older family and the younger family, and you belong to the younger family, and Tom is the hinge. No. But that's not true. Nope, not true at all. I'm the hinge. Oh, You're Paul's the, the youngest of the oldest. Paul's the cardinal. And the oldest of the youngest. Yep. And, and the, the middle son. middle son. Yep. So there you go. Folks, wow. this <laughs> is what Rutten Radio is about. We actually are not here to tell you anything. We just get together for one hour once a month and we share our lives and we totally amaze each other. And we think, oh, you want to put that on the air for other people to hear? Okay. All right. <laughs> well, we, uh, so Father Paul, you kick it off here. Yes. Nine brothers and sisters uh, from the north end of Sioux Falls uh, for, for some time period, but they didn't start out there. Listeners, you'll find out more all about us as we go down the months about yes. where we come from and who we are. Right now, we're kind of based out of Sioux sure. Falls, South Dakota. So Father Paul, that's... So, yep. uh, Father Paul, where are you at now? You're pastor of a couple of places, or you've done yep. a few so things I've in been ministry. I've for 17 years. For wow, the 17, years. 17 years. 17 years. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, time flies. Uh, yeah, 2002. Wow. Uh, and I'm currently the pastor of St. Mary's in Sioux Falls. Right. So it's my full-time assignment. Um, what else have you done as a priest? You've had a few other assignments? Uh, yep. I was an associate up in Aberdeen at St. Mary's. I was the director of the Newman Center at South Dakota State University. Go Jacks. Pastor Pauls and White. Go Tommies. And uh, director of the Office of Vocations. Uh, and then the pastor of Immaculate Conception in Watertown. Wow. So I've, you put some miles on. Yep. I've been all around the diocese. There's a new river in Watertown. Did you know that? No. All of the tears that are flowing from the parishioners of Immaculate Conception. Parishioners have come together. Oh. But then they got Father Dick Fox and Another he's all loving them. Right, and right, right. And, and so you're at St. Mary in Sioux Falls? Yes. Rock on. Yes. All right, all right. Father Paul, Father John, tell us a little bit about you. Ooh. Oh, wait a minute. We got this little thing here. I always get, we got to know you a little bit more. What's like something that people don't know about you? Oh, yeah. Give you a little insight into you. Father Paul, you got like a unknown secret or something? This is always one that the kids are amazed by. I can stand on my hands and do backflips on trampolines, but you let's not tell Bishop or Catholic Mutual Insurance. No, the insurance company doesn't want to know that. You can do what? You can, can do a handstand and do a backflip. Stand uh, on your hands. I can walk on my hands, you know? Yeah. Yep. And then I can do backflips on trampolines or diving boards. Uh, can you yeah, go up back- and down hills? On your hands? Uh, could you go I up could a go set down, of, I suppose? <laughs> Probably not up very well. Could you go up a set of steps? Not, oh, not anymore. 
So anyways, but I can do it. So just ask the Boy Scouts at St. Mary's. All right. You were a high school gymnast. I was. So that's more information than we're going to give out. And homecoming king, but no, he doesn't want to tell anybody that. He doesn't want to tell anybody that. So he's very humble. And uh, Father John, moving on, moving on. <laughs> one of the twins and one of the priests. Mm. Mm. Uh, one of the twins, one of the priests. All right. So you're eight of nine. I'm the one that gets to belong to both of you. Ooh. Oh, how you're the hand sweet. Hmm? lord have mercy christ have mercy lord have mercy so i am the pastor of saint john paul ii parish in harrisburg south dakota founding Founding pastor pastor. two and a half years ago uh took a venture out into the south side of sioux falls uh bedroom community a small community that is growing and growing and growing and growing and by god's grace i I'm going to, well, I am the founding pastor of this parish. It's beautiful. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, the people out there are incredible. Uh, we just uh, hired on a new mission partner in the office, and it's just amazing to see that how every single one of us have come to this mission by, like, the hand of God, and we know it. It's amazing when you can see that your life is not just random. It's not other people who see God. Like, every single person is like, I don't know how I ended up here. Right. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm in church ministry and I do church things and I'm going to go. No, it's like, how did I find myself working at a church? (laughs) It's beautiful. So, but something about myself, a little random thing. uh, This year I got season tickets to the South Dakota Symphony Orchestra. Oh, you did. Oh, I did. And it has been awesome. Mr. Culture. Yeah. You don't have to like. Tell me twice to put on your nice coat and a scarf and <laughs> wear your dapper hat to go downtown Sioux Falls and have dinner and head to the symphony with your friends. So then I suppose you know who one Mr. Delta David Geyer is. Well, of course, we're friends. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I tell you, the symphony and the the, the pavilion and, and culture and theater, I used to have, you know, I'm a teacher, so we don't have lots of extra income for such extravagancies unless friends or family members or somebody invite us. And so we do, we have a friend that likes to invite us to uh, the pavilion for a concert of some sorts every once in a while. But I have a feeling that that might be coming to an end because that friend now seems to like to hang out with father Paul a lot now. And I would bet that maybe he now will be getting the invites Uh and not me and my wife. So we'll see where this goes, Uh Mr. and Mrs. Newton. <laughs> I'll have you know that when I discern doing this, I didn't want to do it by myself. The so you got two tickets? No, no, because if you have two tickets and I take her with me, that doesn't look very good. Oh, mm. yes, I understand. Right. So, so, and how many people? Your brother, your twin brother, like me, you so and I, I we could do double dates. Three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. Yeah, right. I bought three season tickets. Oh, so that I can invite one person, and then they can invite someone right. they want to or go you with. Could do the couple. And typically, it's been the spouse. Uh, right. But I, got uh, to go I went with Ellen Bauman, you know, at uh, Saint Lambert, and Father Paul. And Paul, it was awesome. So that the three of us go, move. and then they're just amazed. They're like. You're inviting me to the symphony. Okay. Yeah, I'll go. But great. Uh, I'm going to have mass at 4:30 and at about 6 o'clock, why don't you pick a restaurant and you can pick up the bill? 
<laughs> so awesome. whoever goes, they pay for dinner. I pay, for the, pay for the tickets. It's, a, it's awesome. That's a yeah. great gig. So. That's awesome. I uh, look forward to talking more about culture and festivities. And yeah, all right. So Joe. so then oh oh Joe. Oh, oh, oh me. Oh, this is awesome. Uh, so who am I? I'm the seventh of nine and the fourth of five. The seventh of nine children and the fourth of the five brothers. Uh, there are two older brothers, both I kind of refer to as the Cowboys. Two? Uh, two well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's two other brothers. Yeah. I shouldn't say two other brothers. So I I, Sorry. I have two Cowboys and two priests. Right. And I'm oh. the bridge between the two is how oh, I refer oh. to Isn't you. this interesting that we all, all see ourselves in this way? This yeah. is and this is how I tell listening. It. We have never, never talked to each other about this. Ever. <laughs> so I, I have two Cowboys, two priests, and I'm the bridge that brings them together. Ooh. There we go. Yep. So anyway, that is uh, my, and I am one of the twins and the one without the collar. <laughs> I very often get called father and I, depending upon the circumstances, I either just roll with it as long as they're not asking for confession or mm. something of that yeah, circumstance. Um, or I just say, oh no, 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 that's the other one. The one with the collar, the collar. You so, know, one of these days I want to grow a beard. But oh. I just can't get over the itchy stage. Oh, but yeah, it would be yeah. so awesome if we I had a beard too. And you then, do the beard. Yeah, I'll get, I'll I'll get take, glasses. You get glasses. <laughs> yeah. You're going to need them one of these days. Our genetics are sort of... Mm, you probably are. We shall see. We shall see. You yeah, you I have 2010 vision. We'll mm. see. Anyway. All right. Well, what do we do on Rutten Radio, fellas? Well, we, wait, you, what's a little fact about you? Oh, yeah. you guys want to know yeah, something yeah, about yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, had, we, had about, <laughs> we do. Uh, no, no fact. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking, I was like, I don't know. What's the thing that, and I just thought to myself, well, I told somebody, somebody told me yesterday that they started reading some Michael O'Brien books Oh, yep. uh, because they needed a novel. They needed something just to kind of unwind and not have to feel like it's always theological or spiritual or and so Michael O'Brien, like I read Father Elijah, I really loved Father Amazing Elijah. Book. What do you mean right. not theological or not right. spiritual? It's a novel though, oh, okay. right? So right. it's a novel. So. It's not like you're reading it for, yeah, I know. got you. Um, but my, I told him, oh, I said, I do Louis L'Amour books. Sure. There's a Sackett series, about 20 some books in a series that are just magnificent and they're yeah. easy, quick. So anyway, a little secret sauce about me is uh, if I had a preference, like if I needed to unwind or something, I'd start plowing right through the Sackett series again. Yeah. When was the last time you read one? Um, I, when I was at the cathedral, so about three years ago, oh. they came out with, uh, yeah, long story yeah. short, but yeah. Well, so, so you, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, just yeah. Got, I just remember when series. you were young. You know, you always had the books, and oh, so I, I thought, love them to yeah. death. And yeah. it's the same set of books I right. have. So anyway, Rutten Radio. Here we are. We've kind of introduced uh, the the five state region, the the global audience out there listening uh, to us here on Real Presence Network, Rutten Radio. You can follow us on the app. You can interact with us on Facebook. But uh, who are we, and what do we do here for uh, each month for an hour? Well, what we've discovered that works best for us is we usually pick like a movie or a documentary, some sort of uh, cultural thing uh, that we can then talk about our views of it, maybe insights, things that we learn, how we can see maybe a Christ figure or redemption or the lack of how it speaks to the culture uh, or maybe how the culture is represented in the movie itself. Uh, and almost every time we usually discover something new or something we didn't see in the movie as well. Uh, and just, you know, new and old uh, movies that people are really know about and things that they don't. Um, and then uh, usually the second half, we just kind of jump off from that theme, maybe from the movie itself when we pick another 
topic. And then we just sort of, how does this work in our life? Um, usually things that we struggle with or things that we found helpful, uh, those kinds of things. And then a little bit of laughter and banter and so yeah. Father you've seen, if you've seen the movie, the pursuit of happiness or Manchester by the sea inside out, inside out, yeah. Grand Torino, Grand, Grand Torino is yeah. fantastic. Goonies. Yep. Right. Goonies. Ready player one, the, polar the quiet place, the, the quiet polar place. express, all kinds of movies. the apostle Paul wonder the greatest showman. If you've seen all of these, Sorry, we already reviewed them. <laughs> but you can oh. listen to them. But you can listen to all of our previous episodes. Because they are archived on the Real Presence Radio Network's uh, website. You can pick those up there and get all the old shows. So if yeah. you're interested in what you got here and you're new to the show, we welcome you. Uh, Brothers Rutten, uh, Father John, Father Paul, and myself, Joe. And so we're going to tackle for this month, not necessarily a movie, but it's really a, a, a graduation speech that's been put into a small clip. So uh, it's called This Is Water. And I don't think we need a disclaimer for uh, this is water at all. Just a but, little uh, language. Yeah, maybe a little language, brief language. So if you got there. little kiddos. Yeah, little kiddos but, maybe. But uh, for the most part, uh, uh, the movie, it's not really, it's a nine-minute clip from a graduation speech by uh, David Foster Wallace. And basically, I thought what it is is a reflection uh, that comes from a larger work that he gave to a graduation speech at Kenyon College in Ohio. And we've chosen just this nine-minute clip. If you watch it on YouTube, if you haven't watched it and you're going to go watch it, it's a, the nine-minute clip is the way I always describe it. Is that fair? Is it easy yep. enough to find? Um, just Google search, this is water, and you'll figure it out. So the speech tells us about these two young fish swimming along, and they happen to meet an older fish swimming the other way who nods at them and says, Morning, boys. How's the water? And the two young fish swim on for a bit. And then eventually one of them looks over at the other and goes, what the hell's water? <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a little parable-ish story, if you will, that uses to communicate a deeper reality or realities. And that's part of what we'll have a conversation about here over the course of the next half hour or 40 minutes. The point of the story is merely that the most obvious and important realities in this story program talks a lot about reality that the most important realities are often the ones that are hardest to see and talk about particularly wallace wants us to focus on the day-to-day -day tendencies that entrench us in adult existence in the life and death reality of the water that we swim in every day Themes and thoughts. Let's jump right into this thing. There's a lot going on here. When I saw it, I immediately thought of communion and liberation and, and reality and a lot of the conversations that you brothers have had with me and I've heard and I just thought, wow, there's a lot going on here. We use it at school, at the college with the students. So I want to just jump right in and let one of you start tackling themes and thoughts on This Is Water by David Foster Wallace. Yeah, you know, I really did find it quite interesting because you could sort of even sense uh, in the the speech that the students didn't really realize like he was talking about them. 
like he was literally talking about their reality and they really didn't get it. And he almost at times would have to just sort of be like, no, no, you don't really understand uh, this, this idea. And what, what I really, I think one of the biggest one is I always want to be the point of reference for every situation I'm in. And so this idea that I am the one that looks at everything and then I make the judgment on all of the things around, you know, so when he talks about, you know, like the idea of life being sort of routine, when you talk to to college students or students in general, they can't imagine, you know, Uh, you think about anybody when they first get a job, like you can't imagine not starting over every three months with something new, new classes, new teachers, new routines. Then you get this big, long break at Christmas and you get a big, long break in the summer and and everything is always starting over and it's always new. This idea of just the grind day in and day out, day Mm. in and day out, that, that real challenge. Um, And how do you help somebody even understand it when they really can't figure that out? Um, so I thought that was kind of an interesting. Right. And that was where I found for in teaching. So we introduced it to our freshman uh, leadership course and, and philosophy students. And it was very beneficial to have the students in front of us. If you would have just had this presented without the ability then to inter- interact and engage with them right. about it, um, I wonder what the reception would have been. But being able to work then in dialogue with students on the receptive end is just magic because you found they had so many insights. Mm. Once you were able to navigate and they were able to share with one another. Yeah, it seems to me, so there's two two things I would say with it. And one is a connected, uh, is about the people. And then the other is actually about the um, video. Uh, people, it's like we're, it's like um, we're living just right on the surface of everything. We aren't living actually in reality, and you see that with them. So they're at the graduation commencement speech. They're 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 hearing this stuff happen. They're living it. They're hearing it all, but they actually aren't hearing anything. Right. There's nothing. There's nothing. There, everything. It's like all just right on the surface. So there's the dynamic of what he's talking about as a reality, as you said, that's right mm-hmm. in front of us. And for us to realize, like, that's the way I live too. I live actually not right. in reality. I live in my idea of reality. And so I'm thinking constantly, but everything is on the surface. Uh, and I don't mean just like on the surface of reality. I mean, I'm actually outside of reality, right. but just on the surface. Uh, that problem, that just, so, but then the second dynamic of it is, uh, we celebrated uh, the feast of Mary, Mother of God, and I couldn't help but think of, in regard to this uh, idea of these fish swimming in water, that um, when there's a pregnancy, that baby—if you think about a large pregnant woman—that baby is as present to everything as the mother is. That baby, if that mother's that as present, 100%, that baby is in every room that mother is in. That baby is sleeping in the same bed that mother is sleeping in. Like, there is no difference between the two. This is the life with Christ, but we can live in a way in which we don't see that the baby is here. 
Outstanding. This is going to be fantastic. So Rutten Radio is divided in two half-hour shows. We're excited to be here with our regional audience. We'll come back after a short little break here to support our sponsors. So fill up your coffee mugs, and if you don't have a Rutten Radio mug, get one. Cafe Press. You're listening to Rutten Radio on the RPR Network. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more of the Rutten Brothers after these messages. This is Heather Caro. And this is Deacon Paul Trinan. And we're just going to take a second or two to wish you and your family a merry, merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hello, my name is Mitchell Lahneman. I'm a junior at Mount Marty College, and I'm originally from Adrian, Minnesota. I chose Mount Marty because when I first visited Mount Marty College my freshman year, I could feel the sense of community and the relationships I built with the professors I met and the coaches I met the very first time on campus was really impactful to me. Mount Marty offers lots of opportunities such as leadership positions and different clubs and activities to participate in. Mount Marty College, experience the momentum. A new year means some new programming on RPR. Beginning Saturday, January 4th at 6 p.m., tune in for Seeking Truth Bible Study with Sharon Doran, taking an in-depth look at the scriptures starting with John's Gospel. Listen on Saturday evenings at 6 and Tuesday evenings at 8.30. Also on Saturday evenings at 6.30, we'll bring you Ignition, a podcast for the new evangelization with Dr. Chris Bergwald of the Sioux Falls Diocese. For more programming changes, please visit the news page at yourcatholicradiostation.com. Hey everybody, Steve Swanskowski here, Executive Director for Real Presence Radio. May the joy of the Christ child be with you this Christmas, and may the new year be a great blessing for you and for your family. From all of us here at Real Presence Radio, God bless you. This is Rutten Radio on the Real Presence Radio Network. Now, back to more faith, family, and fun with the Rutten Brothers. Welcome back to Rutten Radio on the Real Presence Network. I'm joined here by Father John Rutten and Father Paul Rutten. In the first half hour of Rutten Radio, we've been talking about a short little nine-minute clip called This Is Water that is a graduation speech given by David Foster Wallace. And we're just talking about themes and, and kind of insights that we gain from it. And and Father Paul share, shared a little bit. And then Father John, you were just wrapping, you are kind of in the middle of a thought here in the first half hour came to a close. And so we went to a sponsored supported break. But what what is it about that 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 insight that you had that you want to carry forward here as you think about that? Yeah, we're... Th- we live in a world that we don't understand the totality of. And Mm. it reminds me of the life of Mary and Jesus. Um, So the two fish are in the water. They, what water? Okay. Well, this is, this is what life in the church can be like. We live inside it in such a way that we actually don't see Jesus anymore. We don't, we aren't moved by anything. We aren't Mm. chained. There's no fascination. There's no, we just do all the things you're supposed to do. We just live in the water. Okay. And then we can tell everybody, we're like, you're swimming outside the water. Why are you swimming in the wrong water? Why are you over there? Like we can tell when people aren't in the water, our water, right? When they're outside the church, maybe you want to say, or they're doing something wrong or okay, things like that. Well, there's a lot of people but inside the, fact the church the matter, that people are criticizing it for being outside the church. And there's, well, yeah. yeah so, uh, so the whole point being that, that 
I am I am actually those two fish now. Right. I can point out the truth about everything else, but the fact of the matter is, I don't know the water I'm swimming in, which is God is here. God is here. Like, what do you mean worrying about where people are at? Uh, all, if you knew God was going to show up somewhere, wouldn't you just like go point to it? You just make sure you are there. And we're all so busy, you know, we can lose the sense of the, what's the water we're in? The water we're in is God is here. And it this then provocation of, we just celebrated this Mary, mother of God, that Mary is caring. She's the mother of God. Mary is carrying God in her womb. Okay, Jesus is in her womb. Well, wherever a pregnant woman goes, her baby is there. Hmm. And we can live in awareness that the pregnant woman and the baby can be in the room, and we really don't pay attention to the baby. Maybe we do in that, oh, you're going to have a baby. You know, you're going to have a baby. But like, do we ever really think about like, no, the baby the baby and wherever that mother goes, wherever that mother sleeps, whatever that mother eats, like the baby, this is the thing we can lose sense of reality and the totality with what's there. And we do the same thing with Christ. And the, the reason that this ends up having um, profound implications for us is the, for us, we inside the womb, the, the, the baby keeps changing. And that's how the mother, that's how people, you begin, you're never brought out of it. For us, though, we can we can end up in a place where we never expect ourselves or another Christian to change. And so we don't have the provocation that wakens us back up again and be like, oh my gosh, you told us you were pregnant, but now you're pregnant. We never have those moments when you say, oh my gosh, my mom told me I was baptized, but I'm baptized. Well, well let's go this way. <laughs> I, I would say that um, I, I understand your point, and I would also say that I think you would agree that we do actually have those moments, those yeah, conversion yeah, yeah, experiences, yeah. those encounters, right. yeah. those things that, that waken us up. And that, in a sense, is often is what I see in this, is, is that it's a uh -huh. shaking, right? It's uh -huh. a rattling. It's a wake up from the ordinariness of life, the routine, the mundane, the ruts. Like, hey, this is mystical and wondrous and, and powerful. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so there's totally. a lot going in there. Uh, Father Paul, I can see he has something to say, but I want to give you a check mark for working the solemnity in. That was a very, very good use of bringing in the solemnity of Mary, Mother of God, into Rutten Radio today. It's New Year's Day, and it's the solemnity, and it wasn't even mentioned, and you just wonderfully wove That's it just, into... The Spirit just works, and you take a step, and another thing happens, and it all comes to be. And Lord have say, mercy. Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. Father Paul. No, I was just thinking about that as you were talking, and I think this is the challenge. What what happens, I think, so often with so many, at least sort of cradle Catholics, is uh, someone who's not Catholic speaks of this idea of God being present, and all of a sudden they think that they're in the wrong water hmm. because they haven't heard it in their own church, and so then they think they have to somehow go to this other church or go somewhere else to find God when it, it really is right here present in in catholicism and so again this real challenge for us as catholics to really be asking that question are we really speaking of our faith in such a way 
that we can point to people who are growing and changing and to see that that we really are living this dynamic life right here in the midst of our church and in our faith life. But it's just so, it just is, you know, uh, that we sometimes, I think, forget to speak about it in such a way. Uh, I Every time I listen to this, um, it seems like it just strikes me new. It's it's a new encounter to say, what am I missing right now? It doesn't become an academic exercise for me. It becomes like a, a reality, a living exercise for me. <laughs> what right now am I missing? If you're out there listening, what do I mean by this? You're sitting in your car listening to Rutten Radio on your radio. Or you're you're on your iPhone working out. Or But right now, as you listen, how is Christ present? Mm-hmm. Like not as an intellectual academic exercise, but as as a relationship of the father to the to the son or the daughter. Like, and this uh, these obvious realities, right, that are important and hard to talk about. And it just like immediately gums me up, and it says, "Wait a minute, here. There's a lot of important um, and hard to talk about realities that are in my heart." that I sure. often like in the mo- every day I don't want to talk about. Right. And, and it, you know, in my brokenness and we all have our different things. What are those things that I struggle to communicate with others about as a husband or a father or a leader, my default settings that I have. And so this is a great leadership thing or a personal development thing that says my default setting. I know that I'm just getting introduced to a five state network, but uh, pardon me. My default setting is dishonesty. I have a lying mind. Like I immediately want to like not, I, I want to go get a $5 coffee, but I don't want to tell my wife because I'm afraid of the consequences of her, of right. me wanting a $5. Co- it's something simple as wanting a coffee is a deeply spiritual experience in some ways. It's a place where I, can, I have this deep need for uh, to become a more honest person or to become a person that leads with vulnerability. Like I'm really fearful. I have a deep fear of failure. I never communicate that. Like, why would I want to tell anybody that I'm fear of failure? But this video challenges me on that. It says, these are the obvious realities, Joe, you wrestle with these every moment of every day and you never talk to anybody about them. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I mean. We're right on the surface. Right. We actually aren't living in, and it's not that we're on the surface of reality. It's we're like, we're just on, we aren't even, we aren't in reality. I don't know how to say it, except you can have your feet dangling above the water and you can say, oh, my, how does the water? Oh, it's good. (laughs) No, you don't even have a toe in. Right. But you can appear as if you're living in reality, but not even have a toe in it. And right. But the minute you sort of like begin to look at that, all of a sudden you do have a toe. Right. And that's the way. Yeah. Just like keep skinnying in. Well, and I think it was, I sort of picked up on it and I couldn't remember if it was in the whole 22 minute clip or if it was in the nine minute clip. He uses the example because he's, you know, he knows exactly his audience. So he talks about those big SUV, gas guzzling, polluting, you know, environmental trap vehicles. These people are on the, you know. Uh, and then he says, but imagine maybe the real reason they're in that SUV is, is they were in a car accident in a little car. And the only way they can drive is if and there's something big and it's safe. And they all start laughing. They all start laughing. And it's instantaneous. They do not believe that is even possible. That I could have an experience in such a way that I literally could not get in a car that wasn't big. They 
can't believe it. Like this ability to not even think that there's a possibility that someone really would have a good reason for driving an SUV. Right. Like they're not going to put their toe in the water. But we're not putting, nope. Mm-hmm. But you know, he called him like, it was evident. He calls like, he him on it. He calls him on it. And he's like, no, it's possible. It's possible the car that cut you off actually has a man in there with a daughter who's sick and on their way to the ER. And you're in his way, not he's in your way. Right. Like this whole like, but to really realize like, we just, it's me. I am the point of reference for everything. And so the world must revolve around me and he's trying to get these people to see it and they just right you know right over their head i mean but i've got a story just a short one that plays off of that when the cathedral was redone we were in the gymnasium the cathedral in sioux falls uh was restored and we went to the gymnasium and so it was a tough setup for church and mass and the ushers really struggled because you always needed everybody to move in and it was just a tough situation for the ushers. Well, I remember I was ushering at the time. One of the ushers was frustrated with somebody that wouldn't move over for other people to sit, you know, and it's like, oh, the selfish guy that just wants to sit on the end of the pew that doesn't, which is me, you know, that's what I like. (laughs) I I got here first. Right. Um, So anyway, well, I didn't, I I went and kind of got to know the situation a little bit. You want to know what I discovered? What? Um, He was from Bosnia. And he'd been in war and he really struggles to put himself in a situation where he's trapped in like for him to sit in the middle and have people on each side of him is claustrophobic. And he's like, no, I I need to sit on the end where I I can breathe. Yep. Oh, and I just reminded me one, our assumptions, how how we can quickly assume Two, a conversation quickly can overcome a lot of, false assumptions uh, and three that I probably myself have lots of things that I need to stop and work on. And this isn't just the other Janet. This isn't the other usher that had a pro like, Oh, the usher that didn't, wasn't un- No, I got all kinds of problems that sure. I assume on sure. everybody else. And the video just challenges us to stop and say, all right, what's our default setting and how is it that we can approach life in a healthier way? Uh, but what I like is the magic, like, this thing ought to be magical, this life that we live. It ought to be filled with wonder and awe and encounter. And how can we awaken that? I don't know. Well, That's something that I, I think I it's in you. the video. Like, how, the, how, how, what, what, what sets it all in motion? What's the video? What sets it all in motion? I do not recall. What do you mean? What sets, when what, we describe what, the video, right? right what's, what's the most important dynamic to the video? The conversation? Uh, the student? No. The fish? The story. Right. Right? Without the story. Right. Right? Okay. And within the story, what's the, what's the like thing in the story that makes everything get set into motion? The old fish going by the new fish. Does someone live in such a way hmm. that they, by nature of who, how human they have become, how aware they are of their own heart, their own poverty, their own glory, their own water they're swimming in, makes other people say, what the hell's that guy doing? Hmm. Who the hell do you think you are? Right? For good or for bad, provokes people. Right. You provoke people and you say, what, why, why is that one so free? Right? 
and you may not even know you're free. You may not even know you live something so wonderful and amazing. Uh, but other people are like, yeah, I remember I went to this priest retreat last year. We went. No, we didn't go. Oh, we didn't. Oh, no, oh, I always, oh, boy, we just broke off a big scab, guys. Happy New Year's, Let's everyone. put that one back to Let's put a sab on resolution. that. So I went on a priest retreat last year after Easter. I'll go this and year, I it promise. Was, I mean, it was, it's, it's really helpful. The priests that uh, belong to community liberation uh, and most of them are, not everybody is, but a lot of them. And they're just like seeing your friends, you know, and there's a group of us from Sioux Falls that all go. And so I always think Paul's gone. (laughs) So I tell stories. I ask him anyway, there's a priest from Alaska, Father Arthur Roraff, who is there. And I've been going maybe five or six years. I don't know. And I remember where we're standing when he says, this is the most incredible retreat. This is amazing. This is amazing. And I'm like, really? (laughs) And suddenly I saw through the person that was just living this experience. Oh my gosh, that's right. That's right. This is totally amazing. This is totally amazing. Well, at one point I was the big fish or someone was the big fish or he got the, how he ended up there as a total, like you make people curious, you know? And then in the end, he's the fish right. that's making me say, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What about him? I want to live like him. And it's almost like the spirit, you know what Jesus is saying to become like little children. Have you ever thought about the fact that some parents gave birth to that child that Jesus is telling us to be like, Okay, become like little children, become filled with wonder and awe, become little again, follow the person that just arrived. But realize that person came from someone, so their parents may actually be witnesses too. And so in that way, realizing we live something that makes other people question, and then they can start looking at what it is we're looking at. So in, but then in we need them this is being a witness. This is a witness. That big fish, the old fish. He's the thing that set the whole thing in motion. And he didn't intend all of these consequences. He just lived. Hmm. And asked a question. And asked a question of the thing he was looking at. He probably was, asked lots of questions or says lots of things. Or, <laughs> right. What do you think? Right. And so as a literary technique, it's very well done um, by Wallace. And it is very provoking. And so maybe if you're out there listening, you're challenged to stop and say, how am I not only the two fish maybe swimming around in a mundane existence where I'm not awake to the deeper realities of what's going on around me, but how is it that I might be the elder fish? And to whom am mm-hmm. I the elder fish swimming around and um, encouraging or uh, guiding or being present to in a way that just simply says, I'm living my life, but I'm doing it with intention as well. Mm-hmm. It's not like I officially am quoted to be the mentor of so-and-so, but I live in a way that um, I encourage and help others in their walk as well. Yeah, you got to be willing to swim where people don't know what they're swimming in in order to discover what you are swimming in, or in order to discover like the gift of who you are. So if we don't ever move out, if we don't ever go to the fringe, if we don't ever go outside where somebody is in darkness, we'll never really understand what it is to live with light. All right. So we have lots of symbols and things like this. Let's get concrete, right? So, so what, what does this look like? This looks like, uh, someone I met recently whom 
has a child that entered uh, Holy Spirit grade school. And this child started going to mass on, on during the week with the kids. And this child also has a family me member, someone in, that they're in their family who is become, became Catholic. Um, and this young boy at a dinner they're all at says, are you Catholic? And she says, well, yes, I am. And he says, well, I think I'm Catholic too. <laughs> but he's not. Well, he's not Baptist. He's not, ba he's not Baptist Catholic. They're not Catholic. His friend is. <laughs> I'm Catholic too. <laughs> right? This is what, and I think right there, he was living inside that school in a way in which people were doing things and living in a way, I don't know, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he said that. And literally, the whole family is coming into the parish or they're all like making their journey little by little uh, into the parish um, at St. John Paul II Parish. Uh, and we're all like in wonder and awe in front of it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But it came through real examples. Uh, the, the friend, the family member that also is connected to this, how did, what happened to them? They ended up at a wedding and they sat down at a table with Ellen Bauman. And at that wedding, Ellen Bauman started asking questions. And so how important is it for us to be trained, if you will, or formed in a way as the big fish, as the elder fish to know what we're doing? Or is it just mm -hmm. like you just kind of do it and it happens? I, I think again, I know Wallace gives them this, this reality, he says, the only truth is I get to choose how I look at the world and myself. And so it's the, for me, it's this constant having to ask the question, where am, where am I, where is my sort of point of reference for the world and myself and trying to become more and more aware of when is it me? That's the point of reference. And when am I willing to step outside of myself and see a different point of reference uh, in that and, and just that ability. So just to live life, but to, to stop in moments when I would normally go back to the default, you know? And so one of the things that I say quite often at church, uh, because of our family, because of being parts of you know, our family, I get why sometimes when families come to church, they look like they've been through World War III. Right. And so often I'll say, I get it. I, you know, when the little girl comes in, she's got two different shoes and a tutu on. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wonderful. I bet she dressed herself this morning. And the parents are like, yep, she did. I'm like, praise God. Not what parent lets their kid come to church? Because that's the other, that's the default. What parent lets their kid dress like that coming to church? The real view is, who cares? She, she's here. Yep, maybe it'd be nice if she were, you know, but she's here. Yeah, it is hard. You know, you just speaking of that example and me giving just testimony to what does this Christian walk look like as we encounter our default settings. And, you know, my first default with my kids in Advent, I had an awful Sunday in Advent. Like I was up and down in the cathedral at least three times <laughs> from the front to the back. Every time I came back, I'm like, why did I sit, come back to the pew? That was the should have stayed in back. Then he's staying back. It just was a yep. disaster. Um, and oh, the whole time, you know, I'm thinking to myself is, man, how does so-and-so do it? How do they do it? How do they? And, I'm th and now as I'm thinking about them, like, you know, they're probably not thinking they have it all figured out either. But here I have 
a, right. assumed a default setting that says they've got it figured out and they know how to do it. Well, what? Because their four kids do stay where they're supposed to or do look moment. the way they... I don't know why they stay right. where they're at or why right. they look... The, point being is, is instead of living in the brokenness or the place or the reality that Christ is present to me as a husband and a father in a, in a tough situation where you're just trying to do the right, right. thing, that Christ wants to love me right there. Yeah. His goal isn't to say, Joe, go find three techniques from so-and-so so that you can find a way <laughs> yeah. to keep right. your dang kids behaving at mass. Now, there is a place for that, I do sure. believe, yeah. but... But can you be loved... Right. While walking back and forth. And I will tell you right now that the second week of Advent, I did not receive an ounce of Jesus' love for me in that moment until afterward. And I was able to just, you know. You know, you could listen to my homily from last Sunday. Oh, you know what? I have never listened. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Either. Okay. Of your homily. Ever? Ever. Oh, that would explain everything. (laughs) I have never listened oh, yeah. to either. Okay, move on. So, move on. Anyway. so this is what I would say to to all of that is, um, I'm glad you made that little caveat about learning those things. When you said, "What do we need to do?" or whatever to go out or whatever, I'm all I'm immediately I'm like, no, no, no. I think we use evangelization evangelization techniques to avoid the thing that actually works. Look at your heart you have inside of you the beacon to your relationship with jesus christ and if you pay attention to that then you will see things happen in front of you and you will learn what it is to be a disciple not to go out and what it is to manage not to go tell everybody what to do or what we have this is part of the problem is we go to everybody thinking we have something we need to give them and we give them a bunch of answers before even looking at the questions. The thing the world needs to need, needs is our questions. The thing the world needs is for us to say we're broken. I mean, as you two speak and you say these things about your own like journey, I'm like, wow. If you wanted to talk to me about St. Thomas Aquinas, I'd be like, oh. Right? So I think we go out and pay attention to our heart. What is the thing I'm looking for? And then when you pay attention to that, place within you. Uh, I'm confused. I got a kid too. I thought I knew everything and now I don't, you know, whatever that is. Then something happens and you say, wait a minute, what's this? This guy in the view at the end, like he's really interesting. Uh, you should have a curiosity about that guy. Hey, go talk to that guy at the end of the pew. He just was in the war over in Bosnia. <laughs> uh, and you learn that outside you, God is doing something and you follow that. And the gift is when you follow him, you can go up, you can go down, you can be in the front of mass, you can be in the back of mass, you can love your kids one day, you can hate them the next, but in the end you say, Lord, thank you for this path. Stay faithful to it. Well, it's been a good hour. It's already come to an end here. Uh, the first January 1st, 2020, Year of Proclamation, Rutten Radio has finally arrived, and we've gone regional. <laughs> this, uh, it's, it's been great, though. It's been really great. I've enjoyed the last hours we talked about. This is Water by David Foster Wallace, and we gained more insights into uh, reality and how it is that we can live as Christians in reality. So we end each section uh, of Rutten Radio with the family prayer. Father Paul, uh, quickly, what is the family prayer? Family prayer is the uh, prayer that our parents had found many years ago, and we prayed as a family after supper each night. Uh, And as I've grown older, I've just realized how profound of a prayer it is. 
Uh, and so we just always encourage people to pray this as well as a family. Well, and shall we together pray a family prayer on the solemnity of Mother Mary, Mary Mother. Mother of God. In the name of the Father, Father the Son, and the, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our, Our Father, we thank you for your love and for your many blessings, especially for the precious gift of each other. Help us to show our gratitude by loving each other as you love us. Make us understanding and patient with one another, quick to admit our failings and ask forgiveness, generous in sharing the joy and strength we can give each other. Father, give our family lively faith and the courage to share with those around us. Direct us to the state in life you plan for each of us and help us use your gifts to serve you. We entrust our family to your fatherly care. Preserve us from the corruption of the modern world and help us draw closer daily to you and to each other until we come to share with you the joys of heaven. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, help us to be a holy family. Amen. St. Joseph, pray for us. We'll see you next month right here at Rutten Radio on Real Presence Network. You've been listening to Rutten Radio on Real Presence Radio. To hear today's episode again, visit our website, yourcatholicradiostation.com. You can also find it on our app under podcasts and special events. And be sure to tune in for more Rutten Radio next month. Rutten Radio on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hey everybody, this is Eli Copenhaver, engineering and production assistant here at the RPR Network. Just wanted to take a moment to wish you and yours a very happy and holy Merry Christmas. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you this Christmas. Therese and Claire, business office assistants at Real Presence Radio, wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.